lacrosse fans to the Utah Lax Report. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. In this episode of the Utah Lax Report, I talked to current Westminster head coach Joe Kerwin, who took over for Mason Goodhand this summer. He and I talk about, obviously, lacrosse, how he became the head coach at Westminster, and much more. We also talk about different philosophies that coach has about recruiting and about team culture. Hope you enjoy the show. Here's my interview with Coach Kerwin. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you, yourself? Doing well. Thanks for joining me today. A nice sunny afternoon in, in Salt Lake City. It, it's hard to beat some of this fall weather that we've been having. I wanted to, to talk to you today. And, and again, thank you for coming on the show. Tell us, let, let's start from the beginning. Tell us where you grew up, how you became involved with lacrosse, and, and we'll go from there. Uh, well, um, first off, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I got uh, I got started pretty early on. We uh, I grew up in New Jersey, northern New Jersey, uh, Chatham, uh, which had a pretty good uh, lacrosse um, program. And uh, um, so I got got introduced to it pretty early on. I had a couple older sisters that played, and uh, so they kind of brought off the sticks home and um, kind of introduced me to it. We throw around in the yard, and and uh, so I got going. Um, even before the leagues, leagues started up and, and once I had the opportunity, I kind of jumped at it and, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, so it was, uh, pretty easy to get into. And then obviously had a lot of good, good role models, um, you know, and some upperclassmen that were, were some really good players and so kind of showed me, uh, you know, what to do and, and kind of build the right habits. So it was, uh, you know, kind of good early start. Sure. Did, did you play any other sports while you were in high school? I did. I played football. Um, so yeah, same thing. Got started early with that. And, uh, um, obviously, you know, back then we didn't really have all the fall stuff with lacrosse. So it was, uh, you know, you had to keep yourself busy with other sports, which was, uh, kind of a blessing, I guess. And, uh, um, so yeah, I, I filled my time with football, which was, uh, definitely my other, my other passion for sure. And, and then after high school, uh, you, you went to college. Did you did you end up playing sports in college? Yeah, I played lacrosse in college um, at Roger Williams University and uh, played four years there and, uh, you know, had a good, really good experience. Um, played with some great guys and uh, still still some of my best friends today. And, um, um, yeah, it was a good experience. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Roger Williams, but it's on, uh, on the bay. And... Uh, so we definitely had some cold, uh, some cold winters up there with uh, the wind and the, the ice coming off the bay. But uh, but overall, it was a great experience and uh, really thankful for it. And and then I guess let's let's talk about how you how you came to Utah. Uh, you came from Oregon, uh, where you, where you you know coached uh, the Oregon Ducks MCLA team. You coached Ben High School, um, Notre Dame to Dana Muir. Uh, the D2 school as well to talk about, you know, coaching at those different places and then ultimately what, what brought you to Westminster? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, not, not a career path. I really expected. Um, I kind of moved up to, uh, Oregon from, uh, San Diego where I was living right after college, uh, to go to grad school at the Univo. And, um, you know, when I was there, the, the club coach kind of, um, you know, we were playing in a summer league together and he asked me to kind of come out and help out. And, uh, yeah, I kind of fell in love with it. So I uh, had that opportunity early on and, and uh, you know, that program was just kind of, you know, really kind of taken off and the, the school was gaining some popularity and, and uh, you know, so it was a kind of exciting time to be a part of it. Um, but it really kind of gave me, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about club lacrosse and, and um, 
you know, I'm, I didn't even know honestly that lacrosse existed out West when I first moved out. And so it, it was just kind of a, a great experience to kind of learn about it and see kind of how passionate some of these kids were, even though they were, it was, you know, it was club level, they were still all in. And, and uh, so that, that was great and uh, a really good experience. And then obviously, um, you know, NDNU was, was a totally different experience, um, had an opportunity to go down there and, you know, originally got hired as assistant coach, but uh, the coach left uh, right before I started and I got offered to do the uh, head coaching job there and, and uh, really different experience, you know, small school, um, NCA school and, uh, um, you know, heavy on the recruiting, you know, Oregon, we, we just had kind of kids flock into the school and, and we'd get, you know, 90, 100 kids trying out every year and NDNU, we had to go find them. And, uh, um, and so that was, uh, you know, a totally different experience from a coaching perspective and um, uh, really eye-opening and, and uh, you know, just kind of seeing how, you know, across um, its role at the different schools, you know, a much different um, role at, at a school like Oregon as opposed to a school like NDNU. And uh, so, I, you know, it was a really, really good experience um, to kind of learn about those different roles and, and, you know, how, you know, as a coach, we um, have to work towards the uh, ultimate goals. Um, you know, then obviously I had a chance to coach high school, which I never did. I got started at the college level. And so it was uh, coaching high school was pretty different. Um, uh, moved out to Bend and, uh, you know, had spent four great years there and, and coached a really good group of like kids and, and great parents and, and really organized high school program. And, and it was kind of just, uh, you know, plug and play. And, and I just got to go in and coach the kids and, you know, just different in, in terms of um, obviously a little more emphasis on the fundamentals and, and uh, you know, working with uh, a range of kids that are playing at the college level today versus, uh, you know, kids that were just starting out. And so, um, and then obviously getting involved with the youth program and, and, and really valuable in the sense I got to see uh, just how it all works down at those at those levels, and um, you know, from organizational standpoint to uh, what you're coaching kids and and uh, how to coach them and stuff like that, and then so really interesting and really you know really valuable time in, in the big picture of it for me. So um, yeah, all kind of good experiences, and then uh, you know the opportunity to come out to Westminster that was. Uh, um, actually a pretty random story kind of I was out here skiing one weekend and uh, uh, my buddy um, coached high school and and he's like hey, I'm going down to this uh, um, lacrosse convention and uh, you know I was like oh okay I'll, I'll you know tag along and uh, at you know the convention was the old uh, U.S. lacrosse Utah convention that uh, Mason put on and uh, mm -hmm. Mason Goodhand and and extremely well run convention and uh, bumped into Mason who I knew from uh, um, coaching when he was at Utah and I was at Oregon and uh, we got talking and he, he ended up inviting me out the following year for the convention to be one of the speakers and uh, you know I, I actually had a chance to see Westminster the, the convention was held at Westminster the second year and uh, I had a chance to kind of see Westminster and, and you know talk about what he had going on and you know I, I told him that, that day, I was like, if anything ever opens up here, let me know, because it's just a, this, this great opportunity. And, uh, you know, and I was sitting on my couch one day about a year later and uh, got a phone call from Mason and looked over at my girlfriend and, and said, uh, you know, what do you think of Salt Lake? And, uh, and we made the move. So it's, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was, it's been a, been a great experience and, and very thankful for Mason for, 
for all he's done and, and uh, you know, providing the opportunity and, and whatnot. So it's just been, just been a great experience. Definitely. You know, if I, if I had a dollar for the, for every time that someone came skiing here and then ended up moving here, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not alone in that. And, and it's not a bad thing. It's, it's awesome. In fact, there's, yeah. there's two questions that come to mind as you talk about your past experience. One, one is, uh, you know, you spent your time at Oregon and, and obviously with Utah uh, having a, a division one team, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a common question. It's, it's kind of a, maybe a pipe dream for a lot of us, but what, what do you think about, you know, the possibilities of Pac-12 lacrosse on the men's side being a reality one day? Um, I mean, obviously I'd love to see the game grow and, and more opportunities, whether it's, you know, for coaches or players, you know, like, you know, you think about it from a professional standpoint and, um, you know, the opportunities out West have been, are, are pretty limited, but, you know, obviously for the kids too, and just for fans, right. I mean, it's, there's so many levels to it. And so, um, you know, I'd love to see it. I, I honestly don't put too much thought into it cause it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a big on big guy on like control what you can and, you know, focus on that stuff. Sure. And, you know, that stuff is, uh, way out of my, my league and, and, uh, you know, something I, you, you hear rumors about and, you know, I've heard rumors about it for 20 years now and uh, about various teams. And, and so I've kind of gotten to the point of just kind of disregarding the rumors, but obviously I'd love to see it. I'd love to see, a, you know, a USC versus Oregon lacrosse, men's lacrosse game. That would be uh, quite, quite a thing. And, uh, you know, and then obviously the, the opportunities that, that go along with it for, for the kids, the fans, the, the coaches and everything. So, yeah. Sure. And, you know, and my second question, you've coached obviously now for, for a while at the NCAA level and then the, the NCAA level. What, what in your mind is, is kind of the difference, not, not necessarily in, in, you know, team organization, because I think a lot of people can, can kind of grasp that, but, but just between the players, like, you know, what, what is the difference between a, a top level MCLA player and a, and a top level NCAA player? Hmm. Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I mean, I don't think there's, there's too much of a difference. I, um, you know, I think from my experience, you know, um, there's a little more consistency, I think, with, um, you know, the, the lifting and, um, you know, the kind of um, physical development of guys at the NCAA level. Um, at the club level, I know, you know, I, I really had to work hard just to institute um, a lifting program at Oregon. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of ebbed and flowed just because of the resources, you know, we didn't have a, a weight room that we could kind of take over. And, you know, we eventually found this little, you know, workaround where we, all our guys enrolled in a lifting class and, uh, um, you know, but it, I know it hasn't always, um, you know, persisted through the, the um, subsequent coaches and stuff at, at Oregon. And, Sounds like that's a fairly common problem with a lot of club programs. Whereas, um, you know, at the NCAA level, it's it you know it's expected. You know, day one, you're you're in the weight room, and and that's uh, part of your four years. And so, I think that's a big big part of it. You know, and um, I, you know, my experience, the club guys are are very committed and and willing to do whatever you kind of offer up. And if you can create that weight room um, opportunity, I think I've always found that they're willing to do it. And uh, it's just, you know, logistically, it was always a, a challenge. Whereas, you know, here we have a strength coach that works with our guys and, you know, you know, three days a week, and it'll actually be five days a week here coming up. And um, so it's, uh, you know, that's just a much bigger part of it. Sure. 
And and that makes sense. And, and you know, I think that kind of plays in, into when you're out recruiting a guy, you know, asking him about those those habits and, you know, maybe if there isn't any <laughs> weightlifting habit in high school, then, then maybe that's not a, a great fit, right? Um, but let's uh, let's transition to, to, to Westminster. You got here in the fall of, of 2016, like you mentioned, uh, you know, so you've, you've been here essentially uh, four years. What, what are some of the things that, uh, you know, coming into this job, um, you, you know, you had the NCAA experience already, but, but what are, what are some of the things that coming into the job, you know, and maybe you didn't expect and maybe, you know, have been, have been a challenge for you? Um, well, you know, I, I come in, you know, having that experience at NDNU, I mean, that really was, um, gave me a lot of experience in, in kind of going through, um, you know, a lot of things that you step into, I guess, in, in this type of job and, and, uh, you know, I think this Westminster has been a little easier to recruit to. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the financing and the, and the support and everything's been a little more than, than we had at NDNU. And so, um, you know, I haven't, haven't really come across many unexpected challenges, I guess. Um, you know, our, our guys are, um, a phenomenal group. They, uh, you know, our team GPA has been above a three, five, um, the last, you know, three or four years. And, uh, you know, our guys are really focused on what they're doing and, um, you know, they've got their priorities straight. And, um, so it's, it's been pretty easy, um, you know, coming in and, and, you know, with the support from the school and especially our new president, it's, uh, you know, I, you know, I kind of, I think NDNU gave me some, some taught me some really good lessons about, you know, what, what to expect and, and, uh, you know, how hard it can possibly be. And so I kind of, think I was ready for the worst and uh, you know was was able you know I've just been pleasantly surprised I guess with, with everything so nothing really jumps out in terms of uh, being a real challenge um, and uh, you know I think you know obviously uh, trying to get a foothold in, in the national scene and, and maybe play the top teams consistently is always gonna be a challenge for for Western teams but um, but yeah you know that was kind of expected as well Sure. And, and, you know, last summer coach, coach Goodhand retires, um, and, and you become, you become the head coach. Uh, well, tell me about how, how that all happened. Was that something that you kind of saw coming down the pipeline? Is that something that, or, or, you know, maybe took you by surprise. And then as you became the head coach, you know, what, what are some things that, that, uh, you know, maybe you've, you've changed or, or implemented or, you know, are looking forward to moving forward? Yeah, we, um, you know, when, when Mason first hired me, he kind of gave me a timeline that he would want to coach for three to five more years. And um, so I kind of had that in, I guess, in the back of my head, but, you know, ultimately it came in as a surprise because, you know, you know, Mason, he's, he's got a lot of energy and he's, um, sure. you know, he's, he's up and at him. And so, um, so I, you know, I didn't, didn't really know when, and again, it's, I'm all about control and control. So I didn't really put much thought into it. And, uh, you know, one day this summer, he just came to me and he said, you know, it's, it's time. And, and, uh, it was, uh, kind of surprising. And, um, so it, uh, it all kind of happened pretty quickly. Um, and, uh, very, very thankful to Shay Wyatt, um, our athletic director for, for the, the opportunity. And, um, but, uh, you know, I haven't changed much. It's, uh, it's been a pretty seamless, um, process. I think we, uh, you know, I was pretty heavily involved in, in a lot of the administrative stuff and, you know, certainly the recruiting, I was heading that stuff up. So it was, that all kind of moved pretty smoothly. Um, 
and uh, you know, obviously knew all of our guys and, and uh, you know, so the relationships were there and I was able to, um, you know, kind of keep those going. And, and I recruited most of the guys. So I had the, those early relationships with them. And so, you know, I, I think it was all pretty, pretty seamless. Um, you know, coach Goodhand had a phenomenal um, system set up with, in terms of uh, a leadership group within the team. And, um, you know, so we were able to kind of continue that. I kind of, you know, just stole that from him because it was such a well-organized program. And it's, uh, it, uh, you know, we've kind of just continued that on and, and our, our leadership group is on the team has done, done a phenomenal job this fall. And um, especially with all the uncertainties and stuff, they've uh, really been kind of a, a stabilizing, like mentally tough force um, for this team. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been a pretty seamless uh, transition, I'd say. Sure, and, and a couple questions come to mind in that regard. The, the first one would be, you know, to tell us about your assistant coaches. You got you got Matt Smith and Amos Allard, you know, a couple other guys. Tell tell us about them, where they're from, and, and sort of what they bring to the team. Yeah, Matt Matt uh, has been with the team for a few years now. He uh, played at Ohio State, and uh, he's from Long Island, and so uh, he brings a little bit of that Long Island fire out here. And uh, he's been a great addition. He you know he's got a lot of energy, and the guys uh, love him. He coaches our goalies and does an excellent job. Um, Amos Howard, he's, he's joining us uh, this year. He coaches our face-off guys and he's, he is phenomenal. I mean, he knows the, uh, that position inside and out and it's just, it's, it's mesmerizing to watch him work and analyze and, and figure it out. Um, so he is, he's really on top of it. And he's from, from back East as well, uh, from up in Vermont. And, uh, you know, and then we have um, two guys that kind of joined us this year, um, Nick Marcy, um, he was a senior for us last year, um, one of the you know, all-time lean scorers here and excellent attackman. And so he, uh, he's uh, joining us as, and, and coaching the offense. And, uh, you know, him and I, um, you know, just are totally on the same page with, with the game and how we, we view it as, as should be played, I guess, and, and how we want to coach it. And so that's been um, a really good uh, um, relationship and, and, uh, addition um we've had some great conversations and and always trying to he's always trying to you know improve and, and find new ways and so i you know just you know i feel like i'm the same way and so it's we're always kind of looking for new things and it's uh it's it's a lot of fun so um and then nick master george who's uh joined us this year as a volunteer and he's uh he's been a great addition he's um really loves the game and, and it's been just kind of instant instant uh kind of plug in and, and easy to easy going and fits right in. So, um, yeah, really happy with the staff and, um, yeah, I think the, uh, they've developed some really good relationships with the guys and it's, um, yeah, it's been going really smoothly. Sure. And, and talk about, uh, you know, some of your team culture, you know, do you guys have mottos or slogans or, you know, um, different things that you guys kind of kind of resort back to when when things are tough. You know, what what are some of the the culture aspects that you can share with us? Um, well, you know, obviously we you know priorities is a big thing. Um, you know, they're here to be students first, and um, you know that uh, there's no reason you should be successful on the field if you're not, uh, um, you know, and not successful in the classroom, right? Like if you have that mentality, and this is a Coach Goodhand thing, it's if you're not, you know, if you can put that type of effort in on the, on the field, you should be able to put it in the classroom. And so our, our guys, I think, absolutely do that. We rarely have issues there. And, uh, 
Um, you know, I think the other things we really, we preach are just mental toughness, you know, next play mentality and, and uh, um, you know, not getting caught up in, in emotions and reacting to things that, um, you know, are, are not going to help us as a team. And, and so, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, mental toughness just because of how, how really tough the fall has been, right? With no, no outside competition and just practicing every day against, against ourselves. And, you know, we try to compete in, in just about everything we do. And uh, so, you know, being able to kind of compete every day against essentially the same people um, without, you know, losing your, you know, your head and, and kind of staying focused on what you're trying to do. And I think our guys have done just a great job. I'm, I can't wait to get this team on, on the field with someone, someone else in the spring. Cause I think they're just, just a solid group really, you know, they haven't wavered one bit. And uh, so, um, you know, toughness piece, and then obviously just being grateful, I think is, is the other aspect of it. And, and uh, you know, you're, you know, grateful that you have the opportunity to go to college, um, grateful for the opportunity to play lacrosse in college, um, to be around these type of guys and, and, you know, have these relationships and, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy the opportunities, right? Like, especially in this day and age, a lot of, a lot of programs don't, aren't getting to practice or a lot of programs have to, you know, only can practice with 10 guys and, and here we are with a full team. And so, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. We don't, we don't get to control a lot of what's happening out there. And, and, uh, the one thing we can control is, is, uh, you know, what our effort and our, our mindset's going to be when we, when we do get on the field. And, um, you know, our guys have just done a, a phenomenal job with that. And, uh, so, you know, those are, those are the things we kind of talk about quite a bit. And I think our, our guys, um, have really taken to. I, I love it, you know, and, and I think those are all, uh, vital, vital keys and, and it is a tricky time <laughs> to be, uh, human <laughs> and then, you know, mm -hmm. add on top college and, and lacrosse and all that. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, from what it sounds like you guys are, are handling it well, which, which means they've got a, a great leader, uh, leadership group and also great coaches. Uh, wh where do you find, where do you find your inspiration? You know, are, are you reading lots of books? Are you checking out lots of articles? You know, are, are there certain coaches who have really influenced your life? You know, where, where is, uh, where is your kind of foundation coming from? Uh, yeah, a lot of places, you know, obviously, um, you know, anytime you can get to talk with other coaches, it's, uh, there's some value in it, almost every conversation, you know, whether it's coach Goodhand or coach Holman up in Utah or, or, um, you know, a lot of the coaches that are just willing to get on the phone. And, um, so, and, and other sports as well. Right. And everyone's got some experience that you can kind of steal something from. And, and, uh, so always, always trying to talk with people and, and, uh, you know, just kind of get their impressions on things. And, um, you know, yeah, definitely try to read quite a bit. Um, and, uh, pull things from there and um you know i you know, the other aspect of it is, is um you know you know tim kite who works with like ohio state lacrosse and ohio state football you know and, and kind of his his a lot of his um uh philosophies on things and concepts and um in regards to behavioral skills i think that's um something obviously we can apply as coaches but um you know our players can really learn from that stuff um you know we you know, they're here in the classroom kind of learning the technical skills to what they're going to go on and do. But, you know, I think lacrosse and, and athletics in general offers the opportunity to learn those behavioral skills and, and uh, you know, to work with other people and, and part of a team or a company. And, and uh, you know, that's, I think, ultimately what's going to 
make them a little more successful and, and um, you know, and, and kind of help them um, be a bigger part of whatever organization they go on to be a part of. Um, and, you know, also in their relationships in life and, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, really, really kind of focusing on the behavioral skills and trying to find, um, you know, different ways to explain those to guys and, and things that kind of click with them. And, and uh, um, so, yeah, Tim Kite and, um, you know, other coaches or have just been great resources. And, and, you know, kind of, kind of switching gears, what, when, when you've got a recruit, you know, you know, switching gears to recruiting, when, when you've got a recruit on campus or a recruit that's interested in Westminster, uh, you know, I think anyone probably listening to this podcast knows uh, what Westminster is and, you know, the, the, the community that surrounds it and the, the views and, you know, just the unique feeling that it has. What, what are you telling, uh, you know, recruits or, the, or their parents? What, what are some of the, the key things that you're highlighting? Well, obviously, um, you know, academics first. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, we love the game and we want to coach it and, and play it and do all that stuff. But uh, ultimately, what's going to, you know, this is kind of a launching pad for them. And uh, so kind of figuring out how they're going to, what they're going to launch themselves into and, and, and how to go about it. And, uh, you know, and then hopefully we're just, like I said, adding those you know, behavioral skills on top as a, as a lacrosse program. But, um, you know, so it's, it's an excellent opportunity to, to do that, to set yourself up and go. And, um, you know, we, you know, we use the example, we get a lot of questions from recruits about how many, how many of our seniors came back with the extra year of eligibility that they had from last year. And, and we had zero. And, um, you know, the reason is, um, is because a lot of those guys had plans already in place, you know, to go on and, and into the next phase of their life. And so whether it was grad school or already had a job lined up and, um, you know, they were ready to go. And so that's really what Westminster offers you is that, is that kind of um, that platform to, to be ready to go when, when, you know, four years from your enrollment and, uh, you know, and that's exactly what we had. And so, um, you know, we, we talk about that and, uh, um, you know, obviously we talk a lot about um, being a private school. We have a, a private school uh, price tag and, and, but how to make that affordable, which is very doable. Um, and that comes from just doing well in, in high school. And, uh, you know, we give a lot in merit scholarships and, you know, we always kind of equate ourselves a little more to a D3 school than a D2 school in the sense that, you know, we, uh, you know, D3 schools are all merit-based scholarships and, you know, no athletic money and, and D2s are generally about 50-50, you know, they make, they offer less in merit, but make up for an athletic. And, uh, you know, we're like 80-20, you know, 80% merit, 20% athletic and scholarships. And so, uh, you know, I always encourage guys, you know, if you majority of money you, you get from the school here is going to be uh, based on your, your grades in high school. And so, you know, keep plugging along there and uh, um, school, if you can do that, the school is going to get really affordable really quick. And, uh, um, so, you know, this is kind of a couple of things we touch on. Sure. Uh, I, I also wanted to talk to you about, uh, you, you know, yet last year, last season, there was a, a player that passed away and, and this fall, you guys had a, a little tournament for, for Zach James. Talk about just sort of everything, you know, that, that happened around that event. Yeah, that, um, um, that actually ended up being a really uh, special week for us. We, uh, so Zach, Zach passed away about this time last year and, uh, um, you know, really popular guy, sophomore on our team. And, uh, um, you know, this fall I was kind of brainstorming some ideas about just how to, 
keep it fresh, you know, not having outside opponents and, um, you know, and so I kind of had this idea of, uh, you know, just playing a little uh, small sided um, tournament uh, games. And uh, so we, uh, we broke our team into four teams and, and uh, you know, played a little eight on eight lacrosse and, uh, um, you know, it was just an idea I had and, and you know, and then kind of came up with, let's take it as a, you know, opportunity to, to remember Zach and, and uh, um, you know, I was on the phone with his parents one day and, and kind of told them about this idea and, and, you know, they, they said they were coming out and <laughs> just like that. And they wanted to be here for the, for the finals of that, that um, kind of week long tournament. They wanted to come out for the, for the finals and be a part of it. And uh, not only did they come out, but they, they brought with, um, a good portion of their family, their, their daughter, Amanda, um, came with them, who was very close to Zach and has become close with some of our, the, our guys on our team and, and, uh, you know, aunts and uncles. And, and, uh, it, uh, it really kind of turned into a, a pretty special week. And, uh, they, the James has raised money for a Memorial scholarship, um, in Zach's honor. So we were able to hand that out that week as well. And that went to, uh, one of our sophomores, Gavin Piva, who, uh, you know, and the idea with that is they wanted to give it to somebody that embodied Zach and his kind of energy and his love for the game and the school and the program. And, and, uh, you know, Gap, you know, Gavin Piva was a, was a great, um, fit for that. He's, he's just a wonderful, uh, young man and, and player, but, uh, yeah, it ended up being just a, just a great week. Uh, it was, the games were incredibly competitive. Um, you know, I think it was just an excellent opportunity for the coaches to step back and, you know, not a lot of structure of the games kind of just, uh, get up and down and, um, you know, they got after it and, uh, we gave them, you know, the captains, the opportunity to draft the teams, which obviously led to, uh, a little more competitiveness and, uh, um, yeah, they were, uh, you know, some of the feedback, I was talking to some of the freshmen in our, in our meetings afterwards, and they said that really felt like a game. And, uh, you know, it uh, wasn't the intensity of it. And, and uh, so it was good they had that experience and, you know, in lieu of not having the outside competition. And, you know, I think the players and, and everybody just really appreciated the, you know, being able to spend some time with the Jameses and have them here again. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a great week. Um, you know, it was a little bit muted with with the COVID restrictions in terms of fans and stuff like that. But we still had some, you know, the the a lot of students that came out to kind of um, to watch and um, yeah, it was a it was a great environment and uh, yeah, really happy with how it how it all turned out and and uh, certainly a good good opportunity for, to think about Zach a little bit. Definitely, you know that's that's probably something that uh, you know not only the James family but but all the players will remember uh, the rest of their lives. You know, I, I I read a quote the other day that said, "Trophies gather dust, memories last forever," and and that's uh, you know that's that's definitely something that'll last forever with them. Um, I, I wanted to talk uh, in you know kind of an opposite topic, but can we talk about the lights? Oh yeah, at, at Dunkey Field, Coach. Yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, this is life changing for 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 a lot of fans, right? I mean, talk about oh. the process of getting lights on the field. Yeah, that was that was great. That's that's that was our uh, president Dopkins. Uh, she she did a great job there. I guess this has been in the works for. I've heard about it since I've been here. You know, oh, lights are coming, lights are coming, and it just was never getting done. I guess it's been kicked around for about ten years, and so she came in and she's like, "No, we're getting this done." And and it was kind of a city thing. They, they were, the holdup was sure. with kind of with neighbors in the city and. 
and uh, she got it done. And, you know, that's the type of person she is. She, she gets it done. And so, um, you know, really thankful for her and, and her efforts there. And um, it's been a great addition and obviously very timely. Um, all of our spring, not all of our spring sports, but our, our spring field sports, basically men's and women's soccer were pushed back. I'm sorry, our fall sports, men's and women's soccer were pushed back to the spring. And so we'll all be kind of in season in the spring and, uh, you know, just kind of getting all of our practices in and everything. It, uh, you know, I'm not sure how we would have done it without the lights. So this is uh, very timely and, uh, you know, obviously gives us the opportunity to, ha to maybe have a seven o'clock Friday game instead of a three o'clock Friday game. So I'm sure uh, it's going to be a little more convenient for, for quite a few people. And, and, and let's talk about that uh, just, just moving forward, 2021 season. Uh, you know, so far the, the, the RMAC games are scheduled. Um, you, you know, you mentioned before that, that uh, you're looking to get some out-of-conference games. Are, are, I'm, I'm assuming you're hoping for, for a full schedule, and we're going to think positively that, that that'll happen. Um, what, what, are, what are ways that are, you know, similar to recruits, you know, sometimes you're recruiting – teams to come and play you what are, what are some of the things that you use to, to get teams to come to, to Westminster well probably the biggest thing is us going to them first you know and, and sure. uh, you know I think that's you know working in guarantees we'll go to you if you come back out to us it's, it's usually the big thing and um you know and and yeah this year's is going to be different I think it's this year's a constant moving target and uh you know with some conferences are, are going to conference only schedules. And so we're, um, you know, they're, we're losing out on opportunities to play those teams. And so we, uh, you know, we've had to kind of change our out of conference schedule a couple of times now, and, and it's, it'll probably keep changing, you know, judging by how everything's gone the last six months, but um, you know, we'll, we'll keep working on it. We're going to, you know, probably play Whittier um, and possibly Colorado college and, and uh, you know, Utah on the schedule and, um, some talks with the Air Force. So it might be a little bit different of a schedule, um, but uh, um, should be a really competitive schedule. And um, um, yeah, it's uh, probably going to keep changing up through the start of the games by, you know, if, if we can expect anything at this point. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's always a challenge to get teams out here. So we just got to use, you have to go to them. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's just part of being out West and, and having these great mountains as your backyard. So, um, I'll take it. <laughs> sure. There, there are a few downsides to living in Salt Lake, right? Yeah. Um, and that's getting some teams from the East Coast to come out here. I, I totally get it. Um, last question for you, Coach. What's, uh, what has been your, your favorite lacrosse memory? Oh, um, well, um, I, you know, that's a good one. Jeez. Um, uh, we've got, we've got a lot of them, you know, each, each place I've been, I think there's been just those moments that, that you kind of like that define, um, you know, your, your time there. And, uh, I think at Oregon, I've, I've, you know, got one and or a couple and, and NDNU and, and, you know, here at Westminster, we, uh, you know, be, you know, Mesa or 2019, we won our conference and, uh, took down Mesa and, uh, did it three times that year. And, uh, you know, the finals was an epic game. Um, you know, it was, we were up, they went up by a couple goals. It was eight, six, you know, not a real high scoring game. So, you know, two goal lead felt like, uh, you know, like kind of a five goal lead. And, um, 
um, you know, I, it was a couple of minutes left and I remember looking at the clock and thinking, all right, when are we going to have to start really taking some chances here? You know, it was in the fourth quarter with a few minutes left. And, and, I, you know, anytime you start thinking about that as a coach, you know, you're kind of, it's, it's getting close. And, um, so we, uh, you know, right about that point, we ended up scoring a goal. I'm like, all right, I got a couple more minutes here to, to stave off having to, you know, pull the goalie out or, or go heavy on the 10 man or whatever it may be. And, you know, and then we kind of scored again and went to overtime and um, it was just, you know, one possession after another. And, uh, you know, just there were shots on goal and in, in all the possessions and, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was in, intense. And then, uh, you know, that last play was just where we won the game was was just an excellent play. It was, uh, you know, their guy caught it, had a had a pretty open shot, um, you know, one of our defenders kind of ate it and, uh, you know, caused a ground ball, which we picked up, got up field. One of our D middies went down and, and just stuck it. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, yeah, just, you know, a great feeling. I, the guys that worked so hard for, for that moment, you know, and, and not only those guys that were on the field, but all of our alumni, right. We've, we've been grinding and battling with, with Mesa for years. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, uh, to me, it felt like a, a culmination of so many classes and so many guys here. And, and uh, you know, just really happy for the whole program and for Coach Goodhand and, and the whole thing. So that was that was quite a moment. I, I uh, you know, the 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 rivalry with with Colorado Mesa is, is a special one for sure. And, and like you said, there have been lots of moments where Westminster was underdog and it, it was nice to, <laughs> to get that W. Uh, yeah. Coach, I want to I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I I appreciate your time and and uh, we look forward to some night games at uh, at Dunkey Field next season. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Tim, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Coach, and uh, best of luck this season.